0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Today, did I miss any announcements or am I good? Is that good? Today, thank you. <laughs> thank you for keeping me on track. We're, we're dealing with this, um, topic of these seven things that I'm going to walk through today. Seven secrets that truly will trigger promotion in business or at work. What does that mean? Well, you might own your own business. So, uh, you may not need to be promoted by a boss, but you may be, you may be working for a company, but whether you're an entrepreneur, and you own your own business and you're just believing God for clients and contracts or whatever it might be. Or you work at a company and you you say, like, I, I'm a Christian. You know, I should be doing, if I have a covenant with God, I should be doing better. You know, the favor of God should be on my life. No question about that. The favor of God should be on my life. Others that don't serve the Lord shouldn't uh, have a greater wisdom greater ability, greater efficiency, uh, better, you know, uh, mentality that no, no question that if you belong to Jesus, then it should be reflected in every area of your life, right? So you should have uh, a better mindset than anybody else. You should have a better work ethic than everybody else. You should have a uh, better efficiency than everybody else. You should be more dedicated than anybody else. So I'm going to show you from the word of God, these are seven things that uh, should be a part of every believer's lifestyle that truly will uh, trigger promotion. Now, whether that means uh, the promotion that is uh, at your workplace, or you might if you own your own company, what I'm believing is that as you... uh, Put these into practice. You'll see more clients. You'll see more contracts. You'll see more, um, if if you will, I like to say, cash flow. Because ultimately, that's how you want things to go. You don't want to say, "Well, I got more clients, but I'm making less money." <laughs> no, we want to see. You know, you don't have to sacrifice. I think I owned my own business for a long time before I was in full time evangelism, and one of the things that you know, you start to realize is it's like, man, um, there's so much competition out in the workplace and uh, maybe I feel like I have to, you know, drop my prices or I have to compete better or, you know, whatever to, to, in in order to get more clients or whatever it is. But, you know, that's not the case. You don't have to sacrifice on your side uh, because there's so many others competing for that position where you are. One of the things you may just want to make up in your mind is like, you know, Apple did this. You know, our products are worth the extra money. We're not catering to the junk tech crowd that just want to pay the lowest amount of money and just get something uh, for cheap. Our products are worth more. We have better quality. We have better customer service. We have better content. And so we're not going to cater to that cheapest, you know, the smallest bid, cheapest crowd. That's not who we are. And it's all right for you to do that. That's all right for you to do that. You know, um, you know, I have Tiffany and Alex in the studio today. Tiffany, uh, has been a photographer for a long time. But you know, one of the greatest things to understand her business, uh, what she does is she does newborn photography, but it's not for everybody. You know, she's not trying to be the cheapest photographer around. She's trying to be the highest quality photographer around. And when people understand that when I book her, I'm going to get the best quality. I'm going to get the best experience. I'm going to have uh, the best looking prints. I'm going to have everything. It's going to feel top of the line. Well, when you do that, listen, let's say, for example, a session with somebody may, may cost uh, uh, you know $10,000 or $5,000 or $1,000, whatever it might be. But That's better. My wife used to always make fun of me. You know, because I'd always be on the road and I always forget my running shoes. And I would always run down to Walmart. I did it again this week, by the way. I I run down to Walmart and buy a pair of $9.88 running shoes. And it's like, she's like, you have all of these $10, $15 running shoes in your closet because you always forget. She's like, you could already have like, you know, three pairs of $100 sneakers. And it's like, that's how this functions. It's like, do I really want to have, I'll give you another example. I have a family member. I won't say who it is to protect the innocent. But in the time that I owned one MacBook Pro laptop, this person had gone through like eight PC laptops that have failed on them because they were just buying the cheapest laptop out there at Walmart and went through like eight of those. And I'm still using the same MacBook Pro. So they're too expensive to buy those. Yes, but I only paid you know $2,500 once. And you spent $800, you know, or $400, $500 eight times. And so you've paid more. And that's the thing. You can put yourself in position where people understand what you're producing is not like everybody else. What you're producing is worth what it's being paid for. So when I say cash flow, I mean like God's going to bless you in such a way that you'll have people that understand that what you're producing is the best. And what they're going to get from being in business with you because you're a Christian. Imagine this. You're a Christian subcontractor. Imagine this. Or a Christian contractor. You know what the benefit just right off the bat that's going to set you apart from all the other subcontractors? If there's anybody watching me that's ever had to deal with a contractor or maybe you've done contracting work and had to hire subcontractors. If you're a Christian Holy Ghost filled subcontractor. One of the things that people are going to be happy about right off the bat is that you're not hung over all the time. That you don't go missing for, you know, for 3 weeks and they can't get a hold of you because you're out getting high or you don't show up to the job, right? And you sit around they're like, "Oh, it's so frustrating. I can never get a hold of this guy. It's so frustrating. I can never get him to show up to the job and complete the work he started." and you'll never be that guy because you're not out getting drunk and you're not out getting high. You're not hung over somewhere. You're not out having, you know, you're not in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like because you're a Christian, you'll bypass all of those problems which make all of the other people who work with sub subcontractors so angry and then you'll be the one that gets called all the time. You know why? Because you're reliable. Hallelujah. And so if you have a relationship with Jesus, your life should look different. Your life should look different. And so I want to give you seven uh, secrets that will trigger promotion in business and at work, no matter what. And so let's deal with those. The first one, put it in the comments. Exactly, Dylan. Dylan's like asking for money every day to go to the bar and get more cigarettes. And so you start to realize this, man. I will be head and shoulders above the rest just because of the way I serve the Lord and the integrity that's in my life. Exactly right. That's right, Linan. And so let me give you these, and I want you to put them in the comments. Number one, the first, uh the first biblical principle. This is a secret that'll help any Christian is to make a choice all the time to walk in love. We're talking about business. To walk in love in business. You know, there are so many people that show up. I remember when I worked for MasterCard. I worked for MasterCard for a couple of years, and I would go into the office. And I, I could just remember, I I learned it quickly. There were people in the office that it didn't matter what day of the week it was. Didn't matter what was going on. They were always ticked off. They always had... um Resting brother in Christ's face, they always had. They, they always had, They always were angry. You would never wanted to talk to them in the hallway. You didn't want to approach their desk. They just always ticked. They were always exasperated, and it makes no one want to ever go around them. It makes no one ever want to talk to them. Seriously, and and you're sitting there like, oh, here they come. Are they going to try to chew me out? Like, what's what's the problem now? And you like dread their presence. I mean, have you ever been around somebody that you dread their presence? It's terrible. You don't, you, you don't ever want to even see them. You don't even want to pass them in the hallway on the way to the bathroom. You dread their presence because they're just always angry. They're always, they've got a problem with everybody. They're drama machines, drama generators. And I'll tell you, you'll quickly rise above that to where people will love being around you, love being in your presence, want to spend more time with you. Just by walking in love, there's Pastor Sam Fitch. He said, I worked for Enterprise. This very truth walking in love literally changed the atmosphere of the location I was managing and brought success and promotions. No question. Because anybody that's worked in that, any kind of secular field, and understands you got people that are coming in that are just always angry, always upset. And Lynn Ann said, I used to put my finger up and check the weather as soon as they walked in. Why? Because you got to figure out what mood are they in today? What mood are they in today? It's ridiculous. And as Christians, we've got a leg up on this from the very beginning because we will not um, ever fall into that trap where we are run by our emotions or we're run by what's going on in the world that we have. Uh, that spirit of love that dwells within us. <laughs> Norman said, "That's why it was such a blessing when my ex-wife divorced me." <laughs> That's why it was such a blessing, Norman in New Brunswick, everybody. Um, but <laughs> and Norman, didn't you just get married again? Isn't didn't didn't you and Winona just get married? Yes. There, that's what I thought. Congratu- hey, everybody just wish a congratulations to Norman and Winona. Just got married. Praise God. <laughs> the old is gone. The new has come. <laughs> no longer does Norman have to check the weather. <laughs> so now, Winona, you're going to have to walk in love every single day. Come in happy. Um, Love changes things. Now, we say, well, what? What? how do we define that? Like, literally, how can we define... What love looks like uh, in the workplace. How, do, how does love react in the workplace? What, what would be the practical signs that someone's walking in love in the workplace? Well, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not arrogant. It's not rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable. It's not resentful. Uh, It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That last one's huge. Endures all things. (laughs) There might be some stuff you're enduring from some other coworkers, and I got to endure his face. I got to endure his attitude. But love endures all things. Oh, we're all working on this, but understand it. It's patient and kind. It's patient and kind. You start to uh, go to work, and you see these things happening. People know that when they come around you, whether no matter where you're working on a construction site, at a desk behind a computer, when they come around you, they're always going to experience patience. They're always going to experience kindness, they're not going to experience envy or boasting or arrogance. It's not going to be somebody that's rude. Somebody that's always insisting. It's got to be my way or the highway, my way or the highway. You know, the people that get like that at at their job, get like that at business. But when you walk in love, those things are absent from your life. Those things are absent. You know how awesome it is to be around somebody that's always patient. That's always kind that's never rude. That's not arrogant. That right there will put you at the top. Just, just not having those qualities at work in your life. That right there will put you at the top. You're like, man, I like being, I really like being around him. I really love being around her. Man, she's nice. You ever think about how awesome it is when people, you just come in random acts of kindness towards your, towards your coworkers, towards those. And you know what's awesome? There's a difference because some people say well that's brown nosing but you know what what can they say when that's not just how you treat those above you it's how you treat everyone. what can they say? I used to show up at places and I would have I would come in and I w- I would come in with like coffees for everybody or I'd come in with donuts for everybody or whatever it might be and just for no reason for no reason coming in with kindness random acts of kindness. Just coming in, blessing everybody. Lunch is on me today, guys. I did it at the grocery store the other day. I told you the story. I was out. We were we were at some revival somewhere, and we were in the line. And there was a guy behind us, and uh, when he put up his stuff on the on the belt, you know, he slapped one of those dividers down. And so I just took the divider away. I said, I'll buy yours too. And he was like blown away, and it wasn't even that much stuff. It was like milk and bread and a few other things. He was like, are you serious, bro? I was like, yeah, happy to do it. Jesus loves you. We love you. God bless you. Whatever. Random acts of kindness. Love is kind. And a a little bit, I mean, those of you that are watching know this, listen and know this, a little bit of kindness can go a a long, long way. Even small things. Even small things. Why? Because people aren't usually like that. That's why. That's not normal. And so even a little bit of kindness goes a long, long way. Look at that, Dana said. I had an employer that bought us lunch every Friday. Such a blessing, you know what I mean? So, because when you walk in that kind of love and that kind of kindness and and that kind of um, patience, never rude, never arrogant, man, people notice that quick and they love it. They love being around people that are uh, that are happy, and that are just nice. You know, that's sad that you have to tell people be nice. It's you know, like be nice. But it's true. Christians should reflect that so that when they're around you, are like, man, I want to do more with him. And I can guarantee you this because they did studies on this. I was blown away when I read this. They did studies where they, they asked people, would you change your job and take a pay cut to be happy in what you were doing with work? And there was a limit. There was an amount. It was up to like, uh, I think 60000 to $70,000 people were, were willing to take a pay cut just to move into a job that they were happy doing, that there wasn't filled with stress, filled with anger, filled with problems, but they made more money. It shows you that people don't value money as much as they do what they're feeling on a daily basis when they go to work and when they're dealing with coworkers, that they'd rather be working towards something happy and meaningful and make less money than they would to make all this money but be stressed out constantly, angry constantly, fighting constantly. like, man, I, I, I value my sanity over anything else. And that's why people will want to be around you. They'll want to be in your life. They'll want to be in business with you because of the way that you carry yourself, because of the love that is in your spirit. And the Bible says that God's love has been shed abroad in all of our hearts. You don't have to go get love or find love, right? That's true. Being miserable is a fireable offense. Absolutely right. Number two, the second secret that's biblical, totally biblical, that will cause you to trigger promotion is diligence. Diligence. That's a huge thing that Christians need to latch onto. Diligence. Diligence. Man, looking for diligent people. I'll tell you this, uh, we made up our mind that we don't ever want anybody on the team that's not a self-motivator. We don't want people that aren't self-motivators that always that we have to always watch over them. Always watch over them. People that will go learn new skills on their own. That will go learn how to do things without having they'll literally build their own knowledge, build their own abilities. And the people we have connected with us all do that very thing. Self-motivators. They'll learn stuff they don't know how to do. I look at all the things we're doing now, and it's amazing because some of the things that, and I'd say probably there's a, a lot of things that we're doing now that none of us knew how to do, but we learned it in order to do what we were doing. And we started out, I remember, I remember years ago when we first launched Miracle Word Radio, we had no idea how to run a digital radio station. And I can remember Jenna and I both putting the work in, trying to learn how to run the digital radio station, how to program all the things we were doing, just learning how to make it all happen and and, and make it all. When we first launched our app, you know, Jenna had never done any kind of app development before, and she just went and learned how to build the app and learned everything that was needed to make it happen, you know. I think about, you know, Tiffany and Alex and Zach and myself, my wife. You know, there's a lot of things that we're doing. We may may have never done them before, but diligence shines through that even if we don't know how to do it, we'll learn how to do it and go at that's right, AJ, YouTube University. We'll learn how to do it. We'll learn how to do it. We didn't know how before. I remember when Zach was coming on to to do video stuff with us, he'd never done video editing before. He'd never done any of that stuff before, but he was diligent to learn how to use Premiere and learn how to use After Effects and learn how to color grade and learn how to shoot video and all the different things. Never had done it before, but we learned how to do it. And we just kept on pressing in, kept on pressing in. And uh, it's just, it's so important to have diligence as a part of your lifestyle because that's who people are looking for. Now, let me tell you, it's really interesting that, uh, there's people that'll, they literally will say, you know, I don't know how to do that. So guess we're not going to do it. I, I mean, I have talked to people that that's their answer. Well, you know, I, I really don't know how to do that. And so we just, we just don't do it. Really? So how, how hard would it be for you to learn how to do it? Cause doing that thing is very valuable to your ministry or to your business. Don't say, I don't know how to do it. So I guess we're not going to do it. Learn how to do it. <laughs> That's what always blows my mind. It's like, how is it that uh, you've got people that just refuse to be diligent? And it's like, your are it's your own thing. It's your, it's your life. You're throwing your life on the line and then saying, well, there's just stuff that I don't know how to do. So we'll just, won't. no work at it, go at it, go at it with everything you have. And the Bible is clear. God's looking for diligent people. God is looking for diligent people. Let me read to you. <clears throat> Psalm 20 or excuse me proverbs 22 and uh verse 9 listen to this the Bible says do you see a man that is diligent that is diligent or I like the new living translation listen to this do you see any truly competent workers <laughs> do you see any truly competent workers they will serve kings? rather than working for ordinary people. They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. Who are they? Truly competent workers. Amen. Let me read to you in the ESV. The Bible says in the the, uh, English Standard Version, do you see a man skillful in his work? He'll not stand before kings, he will stand he'll, he will stand before kings, he will not stand before obscure men. So that means so what does it take to become skillful in your work? Diligence. Takes diligence. Ben says Ben fault, you don't have to be confident in the solution, just confident it can be solved. You know, I, I it's amazing to me <clears throat> I was just talking with Ben when he was down and we went to lunch together. Our families met for lunch in Miami and and it was, we were just kind of reminiscing that I met Ben maybe 10, 12 years ago and he had just come into that, the church where we were at and he recognized that, you know, they needed a bass player, but he really had never played bass before, but he, he was going to be the solution they needed. He said, you know what? I'm going to play the bass. His wife's like, you don't know how to play the bass. And he's like, but I got one. <laughs> and, it was uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, that was Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 22, 29. And so Ben starts playing. And I can remember the first time we had pl- played together, he was just learning it and picking it up and just going at it and training and, and just really diligently picking it up. And, uh, man, you play with him now and he's, he's just masterful on the bass guitar. But I mean, it's, it's amazing that, uh, just that season of diligence that going from never having really done it before, and then you look at where he's at now in just such a short period of time, it's like, man, how did did he get to that place? Diligence. Diligence. Just going at it, and then going at it, and then going at it. And just, I'm going to master this. I'm going to get at it until I am very proficient. Do you see a man skillful in his work? And now he's... He's at the place where he can play with anybody because there's nothing holding him back. His diligence made room for him. His diligence made room for him. And God's looking, not, you know, laziness is terrible. Laziness is terrible. Bonnie said, I never knew that bass was not Ben's main instrument until just recently. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Diligence. I mean, he just worked and worked and let the Holy Ghost help him until, I mean, And and God will do that with anything. I told somebody, um, well, I'll get to that. Let me give you number three first Uh, faithfulness. Faithfulness. Not just diligence. Diligence is working hard and constantly. Faithfulness is showing up all the time. Showing up all the time. Showing up all the time. You know, I'll tell you one thing. I made this up in my mind a long time ago. A long time ago. That I would rather have faithful people that are at like 70 to 60 to 70% of the skill level than I would have the most skilled people that only show up intermittently. I don't want that. I will take 100% faithfulness with 60% skill over 100% skill with 60% faithfulness. Every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. I'll take the faithfulness over the skill level. Because skill level can grow. But faithfulness is a matter of the heart. Faithful. Remember this. Skill level can always increase. But faithfulness is a matter of the heart. And when people prove themselves to be unfaithful over and over and over. It shows that there's a heart issue that's never been dealt with. There's a reason that they will not commit themselves to the vision of what's happening, whether it be your business, your, you know, or the company you work for, or even a ministry that faithfulness is a matter of the heart and faithfulness, uh, really stands on the side, the other side of laziness. Faithfulness stands on the other side of laziness. So people that won't, they will not attach themselves. They won't show up time and time and time again. They won't show up. They've allowed that laziness to overtake them. Laziness to overtake them. In fact, if we scroll back to Proverbs chapter six, you know this verse very well. This passage. Uh, Proverbs six, six. Listen to this passage. Go to the ant, O oh sluggard, and consider her ways, and be wise. Without having any chief ruler or, excuse me, chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed Man, and there it is, laziness stands on the other side of faithfulness, laziness stands on the other side of faithfulness, and and God's looking for faithful people, he's looking for people that will say yes to his will and to his way, and that will press in and do everything they can to complete that call, and that's why I said, I will take 100% faithfulness with 60% skill. Over a hundred percent skill, over sixty percent faithfulness every day of the week. Because man, we can work with faithful people. We can get them to the next level. We can show them, uh, how it's done and faithfulness will ensure that they keep moving forward in the thing they're called to do. But man, there's, it's, if you've ever lift your hand in the comments, if you've ever had to deal with workers that are just unfaithful, they don't show up. They can't be counted on. They're not consistent. That is a rough thing to deal with. Inconsistency, unfaithfulness. That's rough. That's rough. I'd rather work with the skill and get the skill to the next level than I would to try to get into somebody's heart and force them to be faithful. I mean, that's. And see, God's looking at people that will be. I know, Ashley. As she said, it happens constantly in the construction business. And that's why I was referencing contractors and subcontractors earlier. And I know Ted, who does carpentry, you know, Ted's got a leg up on everybody, Ted Melton, because he's not only saved, he's filled with the Holy Ghost and he's excellent in his work. And, and, uh, you know, he's going to be there on time. He's going to do the work. He's going to show up, but he's got a leg up on everybody in that world. Because you got guys that are just—they're hungover, they're drunk, they're missing, they're high, you know. Their families are a mess, their marriages are wrecked. They're, some of them—they're in jail. I mean, who, you can't get a hold of them. You can't get a hold of them. But look at Ted Melton—just blessed. You know why? He's not only saved; he's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's diligent. He's faithful. Walks in love. I mean, I'm sure—I'm sure he's had to work with some of these dudes just to stay in love. <laughs> or he's had to hold Ashley back with her switchblade. I don't know which one it is, but my goodness, Ted's a blessing. He's a blessing because he's got a leg up through the power of Christ that lives on the inside of him. You understand? So, uh, per, if you would just listen to the broadcast, this is what I'm teaching on. (laughs) Just pull out a pen and a paper. What made you successful doing your thing, Ted? I'm giving you the secrets. Pull out a pen and pad. <laughs> you knave. All right. So number number four, just coming off of that small rant, number four, self-control. Self-control. <laughs> Ashley said both. He's had to deal with them and hold me back with my Switchblade. <laughs> Number four, self control. Self control is important. Even when you're dealing with knaves, self control. What, what does it mean? We, I love this, get this now, because all of us have had to deal with people that are total, you know, nut jobs. We've, we've all worked with people like that. We've all worked with people that, like, they're just a mess. And they want to spread their mess on you. I mean, we've all been there. We've all worked with those people. I mean, Mama owned a restaurant in New York. She knows what I'm talking about. shes she, I see uh, Stephanie Van Auken that you see commenting in Facebook. That's Mama in New York. She's, a, she's owned a restaurant. She's worked with people that I'm sure she had to get stern with them and tell them straighten up. You know, fly straight, as my grandfather used to say, you know. Maybe you don't know her testimony. She went out and there was a guy that had been drinking heavily and she wouldn't let him drive away. And uh, she went to take his keys and he jumped in his car and she didn't want him driving away. And he drove forward and crushed her body between his car and another, another vehicle injured her. And she came to the revival and uh, God healed her, healed her body totally and She's pushing my father around in her little, it was like a, not a, not a full wheelchair, but kind of like one of those walkers with a bench on the front. And she's, she's got full strength pushing my dad around in that little seat. God healed her and, uh, and, and God touched her, but I'm sure she's dealt with all these types of people. I'm sure you've dealt with these types of people. They're a mess and they want to put their mess on you. They're a mess and they want to put their mess on you. But what does it take? Self-control. Because here's what you, here's what you, uh, can always be sure of. No matter what other people do, it doesn't have to affect what you do. No matter what other people do, it doesn't have to affect what you do. And so self-control is actually an empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Lilia said, I'm listening to this at work and it sounds like I'm dropping hints. <laughs> Turn it up louder. But it's true. Just because of what other people do, it doesn't have to define what you do. <laughs> and though you want to do something. <laughs> Eli said, I worked with people who I wanted to lay hands on and they were not holy hands. <laughs> and I understand it. And self-control is key. It's key. And it is an empowerment, by the way, of the Holy Spirit. It is not, hear this now, it is not a self-help word. Well, I just got to be a better me. It's not about self-help. You can't have self-control without the Holy Ghost. You'll just fall back into the works of the flesh. It is an empowerment of the Holy Ghost. And so let me tell you, you'll just have... uh, (laughs) breakthrough connections and promotion just from being the person that doesn't curse the boss out every Friday. Somebody's not coming in, throwing stuff around and screaming at people. You'll have promotion just from that, just from being a person that can control themselves in every business situation. You'll be, you'll be promoted just from that. Whether like there'll be actually, I'm sure you've already had this. There'll be people that'll be like, man, I can I can't believe you kept your composure in that situation. I would have freaked out on that person. It's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Listen, your evangelist would have been in jail many times over if it were not for (laughs) self-control. Literally in jail. Um, I've got a new ministry that I'm launching called Assault and Battery Ministries. And if I had not had the Holy Ghost, (laughs) there would be Carolyn would be paying bail money multiple times. But thank God (laughs) for self-control. Thank God for (laughs) self-control happened to me again this last week in Massachusetts and thank God for the Holy ghost or your evangelist would be (laughs) a picture in a post office somewhere. And so (laughs) self-control, thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't slap people around. We don't put them. (laughs) we pray and we thank God that he's working on their hearts. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes self control it's a, it's a work of the Holy Ghost I'm just going to be very plain with you it's a work of the Holy Ghost it's not self help because nobody can help ourselves in that way <laughs> look at that Leslie said the other day I had a table with a woman who was miserable the Lord specifically said love her and she ended up loving me and my jokes and tipped me 60% of her total bill wow Wow. And see, it, it it goes a long way. It's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. When your flesh does not want to, does not want to, Dawn's like, we want to know what happened in Massachusetts. <laughs> we checked into the hotel on Saturday night before the revival and me and the whole team were there. And uh, I don't know if it was a wedding or people that were doing sports and tournaments or whatever, but up above me in the penthouse suite, uh, which we weren't moving until, until the next day when everybody moved out, there was a raging party going on. A raging party. And Miss Tiffany was next door to that penthouse suite upstairs, and she said, even with the fan on and earphones and a mo- whatever, it still felt like they were going to come through the wall. Well, they kept, I kept getting lied on and saying it was me partying. It was me. And I got two visits from the security guard, and a call to my room at midnight woke my kids up, they're crying. They're scared. And I finally was like, I'm, gonna, I'm coming down to freak out on somebody. If, you better get this story straight. And uh, I'm just telling you, if I had been in my flesh, it would have been a whole different night. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for self-control. Thank God that nobody had to visit the ICU that night. Your evangelist is not in jail. Praise God for self-control. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And and there's plenty of situations, plenty of situations where you have to employ it. You have to employ it. And it'll change the way uh that you deal with people, it'll change the way that you're blessed in business. It'll change the way you run your business. Amen. Because it puts you on a different level in humanity when almost nobody Listen, you know this as well as I do. Almost nobody displays self-control. Nobody. Everybody's willing to uh, tear you up, get in your face, give you six pieces of their mind. I mean, everybody's willing. They'll snap like this. Because that's not the culture of this world is you step into my territory and I'm going to tear you up. And that's just how people are. Very few people are willing to exhibit self-control, but it's a work of the Holy Ghost. And that's why we will be head and shoulders above the rest as we walk in. That's right, AJ. The world celebrates lack of self-control. And people love to watch lack of self-control. Why do you think Jerry Springer was a thing? Why do you think Geraldo? All these shows. Why do you think that whole that whole season of these where it was all produced and put in front of our face? Because the world loves to watch lack of self-control. Love it. Whether it was planned or not planned, whether it was a, a, a publicity stunt or not, why do you think so many people loved watching and re-watching and rewatching and rewatching Will Smith slap Chris Rock on stage? Because people love to watch a lack of self-control. People love to see chaos. They love to watch it. And whether that was a publicity stunt to give a boost at the Oscars, whatever, the Academy Awards doesn't matter. They love, they love to watch it, and the, the, as AJ said, the world celebrates lack of self control, but that's not who God's people are, and it will cause you to rise higher. Number five, having a spirit of peace—that right there is huge. Number five, walking with a spirit of peace. My wife did a broadcast once, plan for peace. Make sure that whatever you do, peace is being generated in all these relationships. People love being around peaceful people. I can tell you this: um, one of the things that definitely drives people away and will make them never want to work with you again is that you are embroiled. You are embroiled in constant drama. People cannot stand constant drama they hate it they hate being around it they hate having to sit and listen to it they hate it nobody wants to be around that there's enough of that going around in the world people deal with it in their own families they don't want it at work too they want to go into business with people that are always in constant drama you know can you imagine I mean and by the way it, not just that but how unprofessional that is how unprofessional to drag all your drama into your workplace. People don't want to hire people like that. They don't want to use your business if that's how you always are. Just constant drama, constant fighting, constant issues. Carry peace wherever you go. People enjoy, even unbelievers enjoy being around peacefulness, peaceful situations. Being around somebody like, man, I've had, I've had it said to me this way, which because they don't know. They don't know. You know, sinners don't know what to call it when, when they're like, they don't know how to give spiritual terms to what's going on in it with you and them. But I've had people just say it like this to me. They'll say, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but man, every time I, every time I get around you, I just feel better. Put your hand up in the comments. If you've ever had somebody say something like that to you, I don't know what it is, man. But every, every time I. Every time I get around you, man, I just feel better. I just feel good. I feel peaceful. Yeah, they feel the spirit of God in you. That's what they feel. They feel the anointing on your life. They can't explain it because they don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. They're like, man, I get around you. I just I just feel better. Yeah, that's fun. That's a funny one, Eli. He's out here all the time. Your energy is so peaceful. <laughs> your energy. Somebody told me that last night after the service. A guy walked up to me. They got saved. He was like, bro, excellent job. What a great energy. I was like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) It's been said I carry a great energy. But like, they don't know how to explain it. They don't know how to describe that. It's peace. It's the Holy Ghost. It is the anointing on your life. Janine said, even coming in my house, people feel it. Britt said, customers have said it's so enjoyable to work with you. Leslie same. my house, all the neighborhood kids who come here all the time because they feel the peace. That's right. Yeah, or things they say. I don't know why I'm. i telling you all this, but I don't usually tell people all this. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, you carry a peaceful aura. Yeah, people say it all the time, and, and that's the thing. They don't want to leave your house. We have people. My wife and I. You've heard me say this. Made up in our mind, our house is going to be a house of peace. That people come in in drama, they'll leave peaceful. They'll leave happy, and we've had we've had that happen. Where people came, showed up bawling to the house, showed up crying. They're in total, they're literally totally wrecked. They come in, sit on our couch, talk to us while they fall asleep. They'll be peaceful. They leave. They don't want to leave. Why? There's peace. I like that, Eli. Shalom in the home. I like that. (laughs) I like it because it rhymes. Shalom in the home. I'm going to get somebody to write it like in cursive and then frame it and put it above my bed. Shalom in the home. Fall asleep in the chair. That's right. You know what that that is? It's people feel the anointing in your house. They feel the spirit of God that dwells with you. You see what I mean? And that's, that's the key. That's the key. Walking in peace. Staying in peace. Number six. I love this one. You have this as an advantage and nobody else has it. You know what it is? The advantage of the Holy Spirit being your teacher. Hallelujah. It's the advantage, number six, of the Holy Spirit being your teacher. You have that and no one else does. No sinners have that. No sinners have that. I'll read this to you. John, the gospel of John chapter 14, and I'll read you verses 25 and 26. You ready? Letty says, my boss at the pizza shop tells me that all the time, all the time. Peaceful. I can feel the Lord on you. People say that I can feel the Lord on you. The Holy ghost is your teacher. Listen to the gospel of John chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Praise God. So notice that the Holy Spirit is not limited to. In what he can teach you. He's not limited. He is the spirit of truth. He leads and guides into all truth. He's not limited in what he can teach you at all. I mean, the Holy Spirit, those of you know you know my testimony. I wanted to worship God by playing the piano and singing. I've never had a piano lesson in my entire life. I don't I don't have a a piano teacher. I never I never had any formal lessons. Never went to college for music, but the Holy Spirit began to teach me. And though I had never had a lesson, as I sat down and showed myself faithful and diligent, the Holy Spirit began to teach me, began to anoint my mind, to retain that knowledge. He teaches you all things, right? All things. And and we have this advantage that others do not have. Anything I've ever done for our ministry, anything that I've ever done, Uh, for, for my purpose, it's been something the Holy Spirit has helped me to learn, helped me to do Bible says he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. And so you not only will the Holy Spirit continually bring the word up into your spirit, the word of God, he'll keep reminding you of the word of God, things that Jesus has said, things that remember the, 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 entire Bible is The Word of God, which which means Christ, uh, the Word of God, is truly the author of the entire Scripture. Not just what he said in the Gospels, all of it. It was breathed out of the mouth of God. And so he'll bring to your remembrance all of the Scripture. He'll keep bringing it up in your spirit. Keep leading you and guiding you by the verses that you've read. And then... He's not limited in any area. You don't think the Lord can teach you how to uh, code a better website? You don't think the Lord can teach you how to build a better car? You don't think the Lord can teach you how to invent something new that no one's ever heard of before? Of course, he can teach you all things. And you know what's so powerful? Is that you've got this advantage above and beyond every single unsaved coworker, or anybody else that owns a business that's not serving the Lord, you have an advantage in that though you're an entrepreneur, you also have a business partner that is the Holy Spirit that can show you how to do things that no one else is doing and giving you uh, uh, ideas and strategies that nobody else has access to. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And then he gives us access to those ways and thoughts through the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. And so that causes us to be successful in everything we set our hand to do when we yield ourselves to the teacher who is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then number seven, and this is a big one. We have the mind of Christ, which means that we have the ability to communicate better than anybody else on the job. We have the ability to communicate more effectively than anybody else there is. Why? We have access to the mind of Christ, which means we have access to the thoughts of God, means we have access to the gifts of the Spirit. You may, you know what's amazing? You could be in business. You may discern something by the discerning of spirits, you may have a word of wisdom in that moment. You may have a word of knowledge in that moment. And begin to speak to that person that you're in business with. You may impact their whole life just in the middle of a business transaction. You start to impact their life and all of a sudden, you get a word about their life. You get a word about what they need. You get a word about their children need prayer, their wife needs prayer. You know, something they're dealing with. And they're they're completely blown away that you would know that or have that word and begin to cry. I can't believe that the Lord loves me that much. Would you pray with me? Of course. You have the mind of Christ. You have access to communicate with people things that no natural person could know, but you've got the mind of Christ. You've got the mind of Christ. You can speak in such a way that it will penetrate. It'll penetrate their heart. I'll tell you, I've I've found myself... (laughs) It's so funny because you don't it's not like you're trying to operate in the gifts of the spirit. It's just that you are a Christian who has the Holy Ghost and he leads and guides you. Let me let me ask you. Have you ever just been talking to someone and had things come out of your spirit while you're talking that you didn't even know why you were saying them, but it was God speaking to that person and saying things that like, yeah, yeah, you know what? And just nailed something, nailed something that only they would have known? or nailed something that they were thinking about dealing with. I was just saying that to my 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 wife the other day. That's amazing that you'd bring that up. You ever had that happen? It's the Holy Ghost leading your conversation. It's the Holy Ghost leading you and giving you words for that person. It's like, man, it's so amazing that you would even say that. So amazing that you'd even bring that up because just before this meeting, I just said I just said to somebody I was just on the phone before this meeting. It's so crazy you bring that up. I just was talking about this with my, it's the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. You'll pick things up in the Holy ghost that others won't pick up and couldn't anyway, because they don't have the Holy ghost. You'll have access to things and you'll be like, man, they'll be like, man, it's so crazy. You say that because <laughs> I mean, how many of you've heard that before? So crazy you say that because, so amazing you bring that up because it's not amazing. It's the Holy Ghost who is amazing, but I'm saying it's not some coincidence that to be blown away about. It is the Holy Ghost leading you. You've got the mind of Christ. You've got access to things. You know what's funny is that in the world, they have all these psychological tricks to try to. Uh, build rapport with clients or with coworkers. They have all these things, and they try to use um, all these psychological methods that people have tried to develop over the years. You know, mirroring. You know, building rapport by finding common ground and then showing similarities. Mirroring's huge, especially you know you get into these guys that are. Uh, all into doing MLMs and, you know, they start, they, they try to use all these psychological tactics, you know, to try to get you to like them more so that you'll do, you know, whatever that might be. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, capitalize on their Enneagram and, you know, strengths finder 2.0 and everybody's trying to come up with all these ways to just, you know, be better in business. When in reality, you'll, you'll blow that stuff away. Just be being led by the Holy ghost, just by saying what the Holy spirit leads you to say. You talk about building rapport <laughs> when the Holy ghost gives you a word about somebody's life, which happens like off the cuff. And they're like, they're like crying in your business meeting. <laughs> it's like, that's the Holy ghost. That's the Holy ghost. And that's right. Lenan there's nothing like life without him with him. We need the Holy ghost. And so that's the key. That is the key. These, these steps you start to, you start to see that when these are in, in play in your life, It's just biblical principles. It's just secrets that the Holy Ghost gives to his people. When you operate by them, it's a never-ending increase in every area of your business. Whether you own your own or whether you're working for a company, it triggers promotion. Triggers clients. It triggers contracts. It, It allows the Spirit of God, the presence of God to do for you what he wants to do for you. You know, I'll say it like this before we pray. Stop working against what the Spirit of God wants to do. You know, remember this, and I want you to put it in the comments, everyone watching. The Spirit of God always wants to bless me. Just put that in the chat. The Spirit of God always wants to bless me. So I tell people, stop working against what He wants to do for you. Stop working against what He wants to do. When you stop walking in love... When you stop walking in self-control, when you stop being diligent, when you stop being faithful, when you stop letting the Holy Spirit teach you, when you stop listening to the mind of Christ, you go through all these things, stop working against what the Spirit of God wants to do in you. Don't work against it. He's trying to bless you. He's trying to help you. Work with him. Don't work against him. People stop walking in peace. They stop walking in love. Stop being diligent. Stop being faithful. In the meantime, God's trying to bless you. He's trying to bless you. Let him bless you. Let him bless you. Work with the Holy Spirit, not against the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, what have I been declaring this year? I've been declaring that it's going to be our year of divine possession. That we're going to go where we've never gone. We're going to do what we've never done. Where we're, going to, we're going to have what we've never had. You'll have, you know, imagine you look back. And he's like, my, my business totally exploded this year. Exploded. It won't be an accident. It'll be because we're working with the Holy Spirit who wants to bless us and make us a blessing. No question about it. And so I'm going to pray. Today I'm praying a supernatural thing. I want to ask the Lord that This would be before this first half of the year comes to an end that you will experience violent promotions, violent increases, and open doors like you have never seen in your entire life. That's what I'm believing. So let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for your precious people today, and I ask you in Jesus' name. That you would open the floodgates. For we know your word declares promotion doesn't come from anywhere else. It comes from the Lord. So we know it's from you, Lord. We don't uh, establish our own promotion. You're the promoter. And so, Lord, I ask you, as promotion comes from you, release violent promotion, violent increase for your faithful people today. Before the first half of this year ends, Lord, let there be such an influx of business and contracts and clients and promotions, raises that it would blow the, the minds of people watching us work. I pray that doors of opportunity would open up in Jesus' name. Open doors that no man, no devil can shut by the power of your spirit. And Lord, let this be a testimony of your goodness. You'll get all the praise and all the glory for it. All the praise, all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we thank you that it's coming quickly to pass. Now I ask you, put into our hands what we've never had. Give us possession of things that we've been believing for that have never, we've never seen anything like it in Jesus' name. This is our year. And so we receive it. We say thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I forgot to do it yesterday, but I want to give you an opportunity to sow your seed today. You're believing for increase? It's time to sow like you've never sown. And so I want to give you that opportunity. Today's the day to hear from the Holy Ghost and to sow a seed that will literally shake up the rest of your year. It takes faith to do that. So there on the screen, you see it, miracleword.com. All the digital platforms are available. You know how to give. You can use Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Zell, all of them available. Uh, but go to miracleword.com and click that page. And then uh, for those of you this month that are sewing in the days, really, we're I can't believe we're almost done with March already. But in the month of March, three different things we're making available. For those that are partnering at $85 uh, or more, Brother Hagan's book, I Believe in Visions. For those partnering at $250 or more, we're also including The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread by Dr. Richard Booker. Phenomenal book. And then for those sowing at $1,000 or more, included with those two, the net Bible with full notes, 60,000 notes on scripture. If you want to receive it after you've sown, go to miracleword.com and claim your offer uh, and we'll get it to you as quickly as possible. Don't forget, we're hours left on this until tonight. It's the last day to sign up for Bible study made simple to get the early bird bonus. Only the first forty-eight hours will people get this book doc, by Doctor Craig Keener, "The Bible in Its Context: uh, How to Interpret Your, uh, or Excuse Me, How to Improve Your Study of the Scriptures." This is an, an amazing book and one of, by one of the most wonderful Pentecostal scholars that ever was, Doctor Keener. And um, so, listen, go to bible.miracleword.com and uh, check it out and sign up today in order to get this uh, free book included with your registration. Registration will close once again on April the 10th. And then on April the 11th, which is a Monday, the new content starts to drop every single week. And as you register, it's $15 a month. It will not reopen the registration until fall, late fall. So get into it now while you can. We're going to go through these together. We've already had a ton of people sign up. We want you to be a part of this too. So don't miss it. Um, and so once it closes, we're shut until the late fall so that we can move through these studies together uh, as a team. So once you get in, you'll be uh, receiving uh, tomorrow an email with the book in it. You don't have to claim anything. And then uh, we'll be adding you to the private Facebook group where we'll do questions and answers. I'm going to be coming into uh, the school uh, once a week to answer the questions that you may have put in the comments of the videos you're watching. And so once a week, I'll be answering those uh, those questions, and um, Rosie Rose asks the questions, can we pay the total instead of monthly fee? The way we have it set up, we have you on a subscription plan, so that's the way it's set up. The other courses uh, function that way, Rosie, where you pay for them all at once, but this is an ongoing uh, subscription plan, so that's the way we're doing the the uh, charge for the course. And so a uh, good question, too. Tonight we're live again, seven o'clock from Ithaca, New York. That's his Tabernacle Church, pastors Chad and Jade Spencer. It's been great, and uh, we have two nights left on the schedule. And we want you to join us uh, on all platforms. And if you're close by, get here. We'd love to see you. Uh, we'd love to see you live. I love you guys a lot. Now listen, I'll be back again every day this week in the morning from right here in Ithaca on these platforms. Have a powerful day. I love you. And I'll see you again tonight at seven o'clock. Later.